I'm from Brooklyn. You just wash your hair. You know, I work on my hair a long time. You can hit it. He hits my hair. Rich Fire, we're live. Right. Episode 103, Jesus Christ, of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. You got past 100. I didn't drop 100. Well, we're in podcast time, so I didn't drop 100. But yeah, yeah, 100's done. Yeah. Everybody who's listening to this now already heard it with Chaka from Burn. It's a lot. It's a lot. I did five, and it was It's a hundred. A massive fo- amount of work. Yeah, it's not easy, dude. People, People think it's like, oh, you know, whatever. Like you, I do, you kind of just go for it. Like, what's said is said. Yeah, and that's it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but you don't. You don't have any editing, pretty much. Oh, you edit in like a intro. That's it. And if you want, like at the end of this, if you want to like tack on a song or something, then that's what I'll do. But I don't even do it. Shout out to Tim Anderson Jr. from the Ill Street News podcast because I send him this file. He slaps it on and does it. I think he puts the whole thing, the whole episode, through some program. If there's, like, background noise, he can kind of take some of the background noise out to a certain extent. But yeah, other, did, other than that, I don't take out what anyone says or anything. With mine, I do I do all the editing myself, and I will literally edit out squeaks on my, you know, this my chair squeaking. And, oh, so you, why are you so, don't, don't, why are you so I, I OCD went, about OCD it? I OCD on it. Yeah? The na- well, how many? You have five episodes. Yes, neighborhood knucklehead podcast. It's only fucking brilliant. Five episodes. I'm going to do a second season. I got to. I just did that five to warm up. So you're doing seasons. I think I'm going to go season because I get busy tattooing, and then I can't. I I can't. I do it here usually. Right. There's people. We're at the tattoo shop. R and D tattoo. Listen. What is it? Sixty two oh one. Sixty two oh one Myrtle. Yeah. Myrtle. So, Queens. All day. So I uh, <laughs> usually do them here, and a lot of times there's people tattooing after hours and stuff like that, and I can't right. be, uh, you know. I, it, you work a job where you get out of work pretty late. I work a job where I get out of work pretty late, so us starting this at 10 o'clock at night is not a big deal at all for us. No, I'm like a night owl anyway. Me too. So, But I can't expect a lot of people to right. come here at midnight and start recording podcasts. They're all shot. You know, like, I'm just warming up at this point in the night. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 by the time I get out of here and go back home, like, I'll probably be home at 12, 31 o'clock. Yeah. Even if we go an hour, it's still be 12, 31 o'clock, I'll be fucking in the house. That's And then I stay up forever. Me too. But, yeah. See, but now, see, I'm a sick bastard because I, I'm doing another podcast tomorrow in the morning, and I got to get up at 7 in the morning. So if I go home at 1 o'clock, I'll know that I got to get up, so that will keep me up. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? I get all in my head and I get no fucking sleep and then I'm a zombie tomorrow. But whatever. I mean, I really, really, really enjoy doing the podcast thing. I Me too, way dude. more than I thought I was gonna. As well, soon as it, I started doing it, I was like, yo, this is this is this is too much fun. It's fun, dude. Yeah. It's and, and all we do it, it almost I say it often. It it it's I don't know if it's an excuse or a re- it's it's a reason. 
to bullshit face to face with somebody, which we don't ordinarily do. Like if I wasn't doing this, I wouldn't come. I wouldn't be here just having a conversation with you. Right. I come here to get a tattoo, but just to come here and just shoot the shit. It's just a different medium. It's just it's fun. It's I, and you actually get to, you, you actually get deeper in with people than you might get. Absolutely, I mean, people that have been on the on my show already. It's like there's a different connection you have to them than after that because you kind of get deeper into than just regular bullshit. You know what I mean? Like right. it's you, you get to know them a little bit better than you I would in a situation where I'm tattooing them. Or something right, like, like small talk, just passing the time right, type right, shit. Right, right. But did, have you ever found it funny, like? what people would actually admit on a podcast. I mean, that's why I have to do creative editing, because... It's crazy, say, right? It's like, people, yo... People yeah. say fucked up shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and creative like, editing. The, the tattoo industry is a strange industry, because the tattoo industry has these massively politically correct people on the younger side. Right. And these massively unpolitically correct people... Who are the older people? The older so, people, so yeah. I, I have to like, I don't. I'm I'm not into offending people. You know what I mean? That's not no. my that's not my thing at all. So no. it's like I'm trying to edit this thing out. And I, you know, I have my wife listen to it, and I'm like, yo, like what? Like one episode we had, we were telling like stories about the strip club stories, and she was like, you can't put that out right. in the world. It's awful, right? You know, it sounds terrible. I mean, to me, it didn't sound bad because I was there. And something, you know, I won't get into it, but funny shit happened. And it wasn't, you know, sexual thing. It was just some funny hijinks that went on in a strip club. Right. And she was like, yeah, you sound like a maniac. You and your friends sound like fucking maniacs. <laughs> yeah. You sound like perverted maniacs. You should not put that in but the But even though you're not a perverted maniac. I'm not at all. Right. And she knows that. She's like, you're not like that. But just because if people are just getting this glimpse of you for, you know, an hour long glimpse of you. Yeah. And these people that maybe listen to you because they like your tattoos now they're getting a different idea a different of who you are because you're not that guy but it just so happened I, I was with two of my friends that we had a crazy night and we were talking about it yeah because that's what you know crazy nights happen and sometimes you reminisce and it sounds yeah. fucking bananas I get it so I definitely definitely do a lot of editing yeah I definitely put a lot of editing in and mm -hmm. that's that's the time consuming part if I had somebody else editing it I would record See, I'm an idiot. Like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. Like, I, I like the flyers and shit. Like, I'll sit there and I, and like, you get OCD with your little editing and shit. I get OCD with the flyers. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So, as far as like, if I didn't have like my boy Tim in Philly, that there'd probably be no intro. They would probably just be like, here it is, and then it starts how it starts, and that's that. Yeah, I, I mean, that's the one thing it, that is cool about podcasts, though. They could be raw. You know, yeah, like, you yeah. can't have the role, you know, which I try to make mine pretty, you know, I just wanted to do something that was not about tattooing, because my whole life revolves around tattooing, but pretty fast, it, it also, it was, you know, most of my friends are tattooers, so mm -hmm. they started coming on, and pretty fast, it was a lot to do with tattooing, but I just wanted to make it be about New York City, growing up in New York City, old New York type of shit. Which is great. You know, that's my whole thing. Of course, no, yeah, I, you know, I know that. You have a tattooed on your hand. I do. So I have. I have a wrote. fucking a caught in a trap album title and song on my hand. Yeah. Good night, New York. Yes, because the the lyrics of they 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 spoke to me, man. <laughs> I mean, I guess they speak to a lot of native New Yorkers. Where you know, yeah, it's a very changed 
Yeah. Place we live. Where'd you Where'd you grow up exactly? Brooklyn, Canarsie. Canarsie. Yep. Yeah. Canarsie. Traditionally, uh, you're me. Same age. I'm born in 1975. Yeah. You're born in 1975. September. is traditionally Italian Irish. Yeah. Type of neighborhood. Sure. So you grew up with Italian Irish and Jewish was all around me. Well, like Tony Soprano said, right? Yeah. Jews are just a. Well, Italians are just Jews with better food. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very similar culturally. Yeah, very. Um, yeah, I was I was all over. I was. I mean, I didn't live in New York my whole entire life. I mean, I was in the military, so that kind of brought me different places. But like, I went from Canarsie, then my parents. My parents got divorced, and I lived with my real father in Rockaway for like two years. Then I came back to Brooklyn. Back to Canarsie. And then for a little while, I mean, I never claimed Queens, but from like 90 to like almost five years, I lived in Howard Beach. My mother yeah, got remarried. Similar to, neighborhood. I mean, I grew up in Woodhaven. Right. And then moved to those on Park. We were right next door to Howard Beach. I went to John Adams. I did too. Yeah. Probably went there at the same time. Possibly. I was hardly there though. I mean, I never went. Yeah. I was there. I was there. I was, I was enrolled in that school for two years. I probably saw the inside of the fucking classroom. Yeah. I would just go to homeroom so I didn't get the phone call later on. I actually embarrassed my mother because the first time we went, after I got kicked out of Catholic school in my freshman year, I went to Holy Cross in Bayside. Okay. And then I went to John Adams. And it was the first time I was ever in public school. I went to Catholic school my whole life. So when I was in public school, I was like, they don't watch you. You can just leave. Yeah. So I just bounced every day. Yeah. And then, like, the teacher, parent night or whatever, my mom went with me. You know, I was raised, you know, close family or whatever, you know. Yeah. Good, good boy I was, I guess, kind of. Yeah. Uh, I was up until a certain point. Yeah, I was until high school. I was a school. super good kid until, like, 16. Yeah. I think that's where everyone's at. Yeah. Uh, and I, my mom took me to the parent-teacher night. We walked into the first classroom, and... and the teacher was like, I have no idea who this kid is. <laughs> I've never, awesome. ever seen him. Really? And my mom was just like, gave me like that look like, oh, yeah. is this going to happen in every single classroom? I was like, yeah. She was like, why did you make me go through that? <laughs> yeah. Like, you could have just told me. I was like, eh. yeah. Well, well, I, went, I lived it straight out, straight through. Yeah. Well, after a while, what's fucked up is that my freshman year of high school, I went to South Shore. South Shore High School in Canarsie. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to Howard Beach. And the only credits that I ever got in high school was in South Shore. So I was I was an idiot. I, I was in a senior homeroom with freshman credits from a school that yeah. was three years was three years ago. Yeah, and the dean. Do you remember what the dean's name was, Mister San Gimino? I don't even remember. I, I'm telling you, I fucking stepped foot in the oh, fucking joint. Oh, man, that guy had it out for me so bad. And then he called. I had already, my mother, she was like, Jim, she was like, she just signed me out of school. She signed me out because it was pointless. Because at the time, if I would have like had to make up the credits in summer school and this and that, I would have been like 20 years old, yeah, yeah. 21 I, years I old. I did that. I went to a different high school after John Adams, and I, I was like a, a super driving, super. driving my car to, you know, <laughs> To school, like I was well past, I was well into adulthood. Yeah, fuck I, that. I, I took my GED. I didn't. Mean, I took my GED one time, passed it, and fucking bounced. I went to college for fifteen credits in order to join the Air Force, and that was a wrap. That's it. And that was it. Now, when you do this podcast, when you do, you have a lot of people 
I'm sorry. I'm asking you the questions. I'm, I'm, I'm that's fine, bro. No, uh, bro. We're having a conversation. Anymore. It's fine. Yeah, we can do neighborhood knucklehead. We'll make a little fucking deal. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> when you do the podcast, does it, do you get tons of texts about the New York accents from people outside of? Yeah. Because you have it bad. I have it bad. I have it great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's good. It's not man. bad. I, I mean, I love it. So do I. It's, the 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 original. First podcast I was going to do the the neighborhood knucklehead. First one was going to be the disappearing New York accent. That was going to be the premise of the show, and I was going to go attack like all these different neighborhood things. That then it just fell off the rails pretty quick, and we right. just started talking yeah. about hot dogs. But originally, <laughs> that was the the disappearing New York accent. That, that, I, that's why I get happy when I hear it. Yeah, we don't hear it as much. You know, and and people from Brooklyn, like my girl, will be like, and she's born and raised in Brooklyn. I'll say shit, she'll just be like, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. like people from Brooklyn, like natives from Brooklyn, look at me and they're like, Jesus, what the fuck, what's happening? Yeah, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn's different than Queens. Yeah, the Queens accent and the Brooklyn accent. Which isn't different. that weird? It's so, so fun close, yeah. because they're so fucking close. You know. As far as geography, but it's completely different. It's very weird. Well, it all comes if you if you do like research on it, it all comes from immigration. Sure, that's where the immigrants from. Like the whole Lower East Side, that's all from Yiddish. Right, the way that they you know say Earl, you know instead of oil and turlip and, and, and the like Berlin room. Yeah, that's, that's like Archie all, Bunker. All from originally from from Yiddish, and then you have different <laughs> uh, you know you have that Bronx accent that's very specific to the just the Bronx. It's got a little bit more like, uh, I mean, the famous, what the fuck is the guy's name? The, the guy who um, did Bugs Bunny and all them names, uh, all them voices. Walt Disney? No, that's not <laughs> Walt Disney. Mel, uh, Mel something. I don't remember what his name is, but he says Bugs Bunny has a Bronx accent. You know what I mean? It's that real nasally. Yeah. That's yeah, what, that's what he know? was using, the, the, okay. the Bronx. So it's like, and it all comes from the different different cultures and they say that like a lot of the queens shit comes from germans and uh we're we're kind of queens people are kind of a mix between the brooklyn accent and the long island accent well that makes sense you know we have more of the the hard g's like long island yeah you know I mean? yeah that yeah. brooklyn doesn't have that no not at all not no. at all no brooklyn's got the italian i mean it's just, it's, it's, it's definitely italian. from yeah. the italian you know uh, Queens has the the Italian plus the German supposedly, right? And it's all from. You ever watch that uh, Colin Quinn story in New York comedy special? Yes, excellent, fucking brilliant. Yeah, if you're a New Yorker, it's, it's the best thing you ever. Saw. It's fucking. I seen it once, and I seen it like after right right when it came out. But it's like a New York story or something like that. It's called a story of New York or New York story, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's brilliant. Colin Quinn. People only know Colin Quinn because I'm, I love comedy and I love I, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts. But a lot of people like like the layman would would just know Colin Quinn if they were old enough just from that show Remote Control on fucking MTV. Yeah, or he was the also wasn't he a Saturday Night Live news newsman? Yes, yes, Weekend Update guy. Weekend Update guy on yeah. Saturday Night Live. He's but great he, though. He's fucking brilliant too. He's super smart. He just he just survived the heart attack not too long ago. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, and he's a tried and true New Yorker. Oh, without a doubt. You know, that's, he's that's, a fucking like a historian, and yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, that that show, I think they get into the the accents a little bit. Oh, uh, it's yeah, and I think it's also Staten Island has its own thing going on. Okay, yeah, Staten Island has its own 
weird Jersey vibe. Jersey sprinkle into their accent. Yeah. 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 Jersey, Jersey could be weird, too. It's like, I've actually heard some Jersey people say, instead of saying water, they say water. And that's yeah. also a Philly thing. Yeah, Philly's got its own whole other thing. Oh, yeah, too, Philly's all crazy. Jersey's got, is so big. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you go upstate New York, and you, you got, you got, hillbilt. they sound like they're from the fucking south somehow. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't make any fucking sense. None whatsoever. <laughs> it's crazy. But then you'll have, but with them, you have a little bit of the Canadian vibe, too. They say, like, you know, like they say, a boat, a, uh, instead of a bout, it's a butt. Right? Yeah. If you go real far upstate, they're, they're spitting that. Yeah, it's weird. How does that happen? No, I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it. Your New York accent comforts me. People's yeah. New York, I tell other people all the time. People, I'm a comforting guy, Rich Fine. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. But I tell people that all the time. Like, I was like, say that again. And they're like, I was like, yeah, man, it reminds me of when I was growing up. Because, yeah. I mean, even in a tattoo shop, I do mostly traditional tattoos and a ton of people that are are into traditional tattoos are, you know, these young hip or hip type kids coming, you know, living in Bushwick and stuff like that. They have like a no lot accent. of them are from New York. No. And even the people that are born and bred in New York, they don't, it's got, it's, it's, they have a regular accent. Yeah. Like a generic accent. Yeah. The, the, the whole thing's going away. I don't even hear that I have it, but then people hit me up to like, yo, I, I don't, I, I don't hear myself, but then people are like, Yo, nah, you're not from Brooklyn. You have it pretty fucking bad. I know, I know, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm also loud. People are like, yo, why are you so loud? I'm like, I don't even realize that I'm loud. It's just me. I grew up around a loud family. Like my mother, rest in peace, was just loud. You know, it's just all my friends were always just loud. That's uh, so the reason why we get uh, pigeonholed as rude. Yeah, is because we're, we're just being loud. Right. We're not being rude. Right. I'm not being rude. No. It's just like... I mean, I might not always have the best way of putting things, but I don't have no ill will. direct and blunt. That's right. what your city is. We're fast. Right. You know, we're, we're fast people. Yeah. You know, Fucking you, keep you it walk, moving. Just get in and get out. Yeah. That's you how know? I am. I have no time to waste time. I was just in Maryland um, at a friend's uh, birthday thing, and it was a tattoo event, and um, just like stopping for gas takes... Uh, triple the time. Yeah. It's like... Now, in Maryland, they have to pump for you, or you got to pump? Uh, because in Jersey, they pump for you. It's like illegal, technically. Yes. To pump uh, your own I, gas. It's illegal, right? Yeah, it's illegal for you to pump your own gas in Jersey. That's why there's a tendency to do it. I think, that, I think the only two states is Jersey, and the last I knew was Oregon. Were the only two states where it's illegal for you to pump your own gas that an attendant has to do it. Which what what would what would make that? What's the reasoning behind it? I don't fucking know. I mean, I mean good for them. It's another another job for a guy to have. It's sometimes it's all right though because if it's fucking pouring out of snow and pump my shit. Yeah, I mean I'm not like to take anybody's job away. Right, I can have a job to pump a gas. <laughs> yeah, have a job pumping gas. I mean it's. I mean they used to have. I don't. I don't even think there's many self serve. I mean full service stations left in New York. Right? No. No. There's like half, like right by my job, there's a BP, it's like half, like there's like one section of pumps where they will pump it for you and then you just pump yourself. See, I, but it's more expensive too. The gas is like, it's like 20 cents more yes. if he's pumping a few. 
See, that's why I do creative editing, because I will have a conversation about pumping gas for 20 minutes. Oh, that, I don't care. That's the kind of shit that I... Oh, I don't care. No, you have no idea. I don't even know half the shit that happens on this. Like, I'll be able to talk about... Do you listen to it? On occasion. Depends on... Uh, depends. Like, I listen... I used to listen every single one, every one of them back. Because... I think I failed at it anyway, because I wanted to hear myself, and, and there's certain things that I say a lot that I don't realize that I say, but if I listen back, I'm like, yo, why are you saying that so much? Like, like certain words, like, that's awesome, or that's not, or like, I just say a lot of, like, I guess they're crutch words, I guess yeah, you would say. Yeah, I have the same problem. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever, I'm not, I'm not Rogan. Yeah, I'll do like, a, I'll have little things where I keep saying the same thing, like, you know what I'm saying? I'll just keep saying, you know what I'm saying? And it's, oh, yeah. I just keep hearing myself, and it starts to annoy me. Yeah, you get annoyed so at yourself. I try not, I mean, I edit it, so I have to listen to it while I'm editing it. But once it's done, I yeah. just, you know, I give it the once over, and then... Yeah. I mean, some of those ones I, I did, I could fucking tell you, like, oh, he's going to talk about this now. I almost have them memorized, because I had to fucking listen to them so many times I edit them. Right. It's a pain in the ass. Now, I send this off, I get it back. Cool, and then I pro- I usually don't listen to it until I release it, and then it goes, and everyone's hearing it, so I'll listen back, and I'll be like, eh, all right, like shit, like those that background noise sucked. You know, there was a couple of them that people were complaining about it, but a lot of people liked it too. Like it's weird, you never you're never gonna make everybody happy. Like I did one with, it was supposed to be just Richie from Wisdom and Chains. It turned out to be me, Richie. Craig sick of it all. Luke from fucking Wisdom and Chains and Stigma. Armand was there. Noodles sick of it all. Rody was there. We're all in a fucking huge pizzeria, and it's just chaos. Right, right, right. It's supposed to be Richie's, but there's nine people, and this. So I put it out there anyway. I didn't care. People, a lot of people listen to it, but there was people like, yo, it sucks with the background noise is annoying. I get it. It wasn't supposed to be that way, but I, that's why I even recorded something before that. Listen, this is what was supposed to happen. This is not what happened. So. If you want to know what it's like to hang out with all these guys and, like, you're sitting at a different table in a pizzeria, here you go. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I think that's here. good about this long-form type, like, podcast, these long-form, like, back-and-forth interview things is, is everybody's, the main thing that everybody says, it's like, because this tattoo shop is one of those shops where there's, it's an open floor plan. We all sit in the same room and tattoo right. everybody. Right. So... You know, you've been here, you get tattooed. Mm-hmm. We're a pretty rambunctious bunch. You know, we're yeah. fucking breaking each other's balls and having fun. And yeah. and people will say, like, yo, I felt like I was, when I was hanging out at the tattoo shop, you guys are like, you know, yeah. you guys are all going back and forth. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, again, like a Joe Rogan thing where it's just like a one-on-one interview thing, that's cool, too. It's cool because, well, well it's cool because of the way Rogan does it. He, and he just makes it seem easy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like... Like, like Vinny Paz was on it, and it's like, it, there was no real questions. It was like, yo, what's going on, man? And next thing you know, it's fucking three hours later. Yeah. yeah. So there's something that Rogan does, and he even says, he's like, I don't even know. You know, I was like, I don't know, I just talk. I think, he's, I think he's the premier one that I think that a lot of people try to copy now. I don't try to copy. I'll well, just saying in general, I think people are just like, you know, he's, there's a lot of times there's an interviewer. That's the most the most interesting person right. in the room is the guest. Mm-hmm. Sometimes on that that podcast, the most interesting person is Joe Rogan. Sure, 
You know what I mean? So it's like you really want to see what he has to say about. So he's created this own thing where he's his own personality. Yeah. And, you know, he's bringing in guests, and it's like, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know if you just heard that one where he did with Alex Jones. Fuck yeah. I mean, Alex Jones is out of his fucking mind. <laughs> oh, home. my God, it's bro. Like, that was four hours of complete entertainment, man. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, that guy's a maniac. He's sick bastard. But, <laughs> I mean, it was almost like you're trying to find out what Joe Rogan has to think about. Right. About him. Yeah. Right? As, instead of vice versa. Yeah, you and Rogan I mean? would, like, sit back and kind of let... Just let him run. Let him run. I'm telling that one dude to choke him out. Oh, it's fucking great. It was four hours of brilliance. Yeah, yeah. Just bad shit. Yeah, I just listened to him today. He had one with the comedian Anthony Jesselnik. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just put out a new special. But, yeah, it's like, like I said before, it's like, just saying bullshit, and whatever happens, happens. You yeah. know? I think it's kind of... First of all, I don't know how to fucking quote-unquote interview anybody, so I'm not going to go... Like, at work when I'm done and write out a list. All right, I got Rich Fye. So, Rich, what got you into tattooing? Answer. Quite, like, like that's, I think right, it's, right. it's not organic like that. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm no. not doing none of that shit. That's not me. No, I, 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 I don't like that. I mean, like, a couple times, I mean, I had Isaac on. I, I, when I had him on, like, I kind of, like, had a couple of things I, I like, knew about him that I, I wanted to bring up. I made right. a mental note. Right. You know what I mean? But I definitely never wrote no. Anything down. No, the only thing I've ever done, like, I did one, it was, like, my whole, like, life story, a bridge version. It was almost three hours long. I had no idea it was even going You did on. it by yourself? Yeah. Just yourself in a room? Myself? It was actually on my phone. Yep. See, I've thought about doing an episode just on my own. It was weird because I didn't know because I'm an idiot and I don't know electronics very well, so I didn't have my settings on my phone, like, correct. The sound is fine, but, like, if somebody, like, texts me... Or, like, I get a fucking notification on fucking Facebook. You'll hear, like, ba-ding, ba-ding. But, like, you hear me making a cup of coffee and shit. I'm, like, walking in the kitchen with my phone. I'm, like, listen, I'm making a cup of coffee. But it goes, like, two hours and 40 minutes. And, I mean, it came out all right. I don't remember what the fuck my whole point was just now. Why did I even bring that up? Well, I was, no, I was asking how it was to do one by yourself. Oh, yeah. See, I, oh, I think no, I'd be uncomfortable. The, like, you ever... No, the whole, the, I'm sorry. The whole point, before I forget completely, is talking about questions and answers, about writing shit down. That that one is, I had about maybe 10 to 12 just, like, bullet points, like, words, just to kind of go chronological. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I had, like, Canarsie, uh, Rockaway, you know, Air Force, you know, whatever. Just just to kind of keep myself, because I'll fucking stop talking mm. about something that happened 10 minutes ago and then go back to when I was 7 years old. Right. You know, so, so just in order, just to keep some... Structure. structure to it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. You're like I listen to like uh, Bill Burr's podcast all the time. I was just listening to it on my way here. I, I don't know how he does that by himself. Me neither. Like he gets into you know. I guess you have to almost imagine that you're talking to somebody specific. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I yeah. guess and I get these again. These are people that are professional entertainers, comedians. Sure. You know what I mean? But when I listen to that and I like. It, he, he, it very much becomes like, all right, this dude's almost having a conversation with me. Right. You know, because he's thinking about, he must be thinking of someone in particular right. in order to go that hard on, by himself, in a room by yourself. Yeah. Because, like, I tried to even just record, like, an intro for something, and it was like, uh, I don't know, it was like, I was kind of, like, cringing on my own. You know, I was like, what am I, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, what, like, the way you sound or just the structure of what you're trying to do? I mean, yeah, I think just, you, I, you, you got be, nothing to bounce off of. You know, you got nothing to bounce off. So when you have like the when there's like that dead space, 
Right. You're trying to fill it. Right. Like, I could sit there and talk to anybody. Like, I mean, I have a, a, another podcast that I'm doing that it's uh, it's coming out. Uh, you have a working title for it? It's called uh, uh, A Cop, A Crook, and A Janitor. <laughs> okay. I'm the crook. I, 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 being a tattoo artist, I'm not a crook, but it sounded cooler than a cop, a tattoo, and a janitor. Right. And it's just going to be like, it's three Goomba dudes from my neighborhood, me and two of my friends that have been on the Lingo Knucklehead podcast before, just reviewing movies. Oh, that's awesome. But reviewing movies that we shouldn't, like, Have watch. any business movies? Yeah, like, like, you know, we're reviewing, like, The Notebook. Like <laughs> Okay. It's just three idiots. Yeah. You know, and, and like... <laughs> See that's great. We basically rec- we basically recorded ourselves. Uh, I still have to edit everything out, but we basically recorded ourselves talking about how we're going to do this podcast. Okay, you know what I mean. So it's not even it, it, you know getting so deep into the weeds where it's just like, all right, well we're going to make this podcast. We're going to sit down and meet and have this. What are we going to do? So it's like we're just hashing it all out on a po- an episode on an episode. The first episode, there's no. That's uh, good. Well, that gives everybody. Like, like, oh, so what should we do? Should we give it? You know, should we use stars? Should we give it three stars or five stars? That's Thumbs good, up, though. It's down. a little behind the scenes of so, the inner yeah, workings. But that, I, I mean, that's entertaining. I can bounce oh, when I can bounce ideas off people. When you're just doing it by yourself, I, I give you a lot of credit for just doing that one episode. Just I'm but, gonna listen. I haven't listened to that episode. I'm gonna listen to that. It's episode forty nine, and then everybody was like, "Dude, that's fucking crazy." Blah blah blah. I get I get into everything. I get into good, bad, ugly, fucked up, funny, sad. I, I get into everything. Like complete open fucking. Book. And did you go straight? Yeah. You went. You didn't take breaks. Nope. You didn't like record for an hour and then say it's nope. too heavy. I'm gonna stop. Nope. Just straight talking. Sh- straight talking. I took a piss while I was fucking doing it. I made a cup of coffee or two. You hear me, you hear me making coffee. I started out, I had everything, so I was sitting on my fucking, at first I was sitting on my floor next to my bed because I had my phone plugged in to make sure I had a full charge. And then I unplugged it and I sat on the bed and I went into the kitchen and I was just, I was just talking and just, it's my life. So it was kind of easy to, I didn't know how long it was going to be. I think like four times throughout it, I'm like, I hope people will still listen. I hope you're entertained because... It's my story, so it's like I know it. So it might not be. I'm, I'm thinking, why am I even doing this? But a lot of people, like when I was still doing shows, a couple of people were like, "Dude, you should do like like a like a spoken word." I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I'll jump on stage and steal your fucking microphone, you right. know, and and that's it. But I, but me with a fucking spotlight and a microphone and talk about myself while everyone's watching. That's not me, you know. So it was like. I don't remember exactly how it happened, but a couple of people said, like, bro, you should do fucking blah, 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 blah. So, and I think there was, like, a time where I, I didn't have, like, a guest or something, like, like for that week or whatever. And then I actually, I put it out, like, on Facebook and shit. I was like, should I do, like, a fucking, like, an autobiography podcast version? And I asked a couple of people, and they were like, fuck yeah, just do it. And I'm like, all right. And I sat there. It was like, it's like two hours and 40 minutes, bro. And then once I put it out, everyone's like, dude, I want to know more about what happened with this and more what happened with this. Because there was certain chunks where I was like, listen, like, like rehab in 2004. I'm like, I'm not going to get really much into that because that right there can be a fucking four hour podcast. 
Right. Like, if I get into every crazy thing that I witnessed, saw while I was there, that's just a movie. I was in a mental institution for, like, four days. That's and, awesome. And, and uh, the four days are, are a book. Where were you, Lutheran? No, Holliswood. Oh, okay. I was Hollis in Lutheran. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yay, four. mental fucking wood buddies. <laughs> yeah. Four days, and I saw shit that I was like, this is fucking crazy. Bro, me too. Now, me too. now you say you, you, you love comedy. I do. You you never tried to do you you couldn't do that though. No. Do you think you could do like the whole? I've written comedy like get like five minutes and said you know because so many people have come up to me and said like because I mean you see my antics a lot of times when I'm in corner trap I do when they give me the microphone like sometimes uh, you know sometimes I'm really funny sometimes I'm, I'm I'm shitty and and I'm shitty to people up there and so but sometimes. I am pretty funny. And well, every comedian says, bombs. Everybody says you should you should try it. So I've written out like a good like five minutes, but I, I don't have the balls to do it. I don't think I do either. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think I do either. It's like I was just saying, like I'm not going to be the guy to stand up on the stage and to, alone with all eyes on me. Like like people don't realize, man. Like what a fucking difficult thing it is to get up on a stage. Just you and a microphone, no band, no music, no other people to distract people, where people are coming there and they sit down and they look at you and you have a microphone and what you have to do, your job is to make somebody do something that's an involuntary thing, which is laugh, all at the same time. Yeah. Which I I don't think I could do it. It's fucking difficult. So any comedian, whether I think they're funny or not, if they're successful and they like, I have the utmost respect for comedians. See, I know a couple of guys that are 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 some of the funniest motherfuckers I know, and I tell them like, "Yo, you should," and they all say like, "I can't be funny, and uh, I can be funny off the cuff." Right. You know what I mean? Like if I'm standing there and they're just quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're quick one-liner yeah. people. Exactly. And then I've, I've hung around a couple of different stand-up comedians in my life, and. They're not necessarily the funniest people that you hang around with. Which is weird, right? You know what I mean? Because it's a craft. And yeah. it sounds stupid, but it legit, it's a fucking art, dude. Oh, absolutely. It's I think, I mean, you. I know you have the tattoo. I think uh, George Collin is one of the most brilliant... Uh, he's my favorite all the time. I think he's one of the most brilliant minds. I think that he would have been... Uh, if he was born in fucking, you know, ancient times, he would have been one of the great philosophers. Yeah. He's, he was that smart. Yeah. He's brilliant. You know. Fucking brilliant. But... If you went to see him, if he played two shows in one day, right, and you went to see him at five o'clock, and then you went to see him at nine o'clock, right, it's the same exact down to the hand gestures, yeah, the facial expressions, right, it's right. an act, right. You know what I mean? It's Absolutely. a really brilliantly written out act, yeah, but it's still an act, yeah. So is he necessarily a funny guy to go have a beer with? Probably not. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, but he's like, you know, you get that stupid question, like, if there's anybody in the world to sit down and have a beer with or whatever and pick their brain, if he was alive, it would be Colin. I, 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 I respect that answer. Yeah, not even, not even, I mean, and talk about a true New Yorker. Yeah. I mean, born in, like, I think it was, like, New York Presbyterian in Manhattan, which is New York County, like, everything is New yeah. York. He has, like, a whole bit about that. Yeah. You know? No, um, Colin, I, I, I mean, like I said, I, I mean... Being so entrenched in tattooing and having so much to do with tattooing, there's probably a couple of tattooers that I'd probably, if I had to have, you know, a couple of dead tattooers that if you could right. sit down and have dinner with anybody, they'd probably, because they'd make me a lot more money than George Carlin would, yeah. learning some of their secrets, but yeah. George Carlin would definitely be, as far as celebrities, 
Oh yeah. I think he would be the one I'd want to sit with. Too. Yeah, he was he was the guy that he was my stepping stone into appreciating and following comedy and comedians. Like I was like nineteen eighty two, he put out Colin at Carnegie. I was like six or seven years old. I remember watching it on Betamax at my next door yeah, neighbor's yeah. house. And I'm watching him with his crazy hand gestures. and I mean, silly shit to a kid. He's talking about, like, the differences between cats and dogs. And it's like, how could you make that shit funny? And as a kid, he's just talking about, like, how dogs have, like, these little ridges on their above their eyes. And they're almost like eyebrows. And they, and, they, and they move their eyes. So it gives them expression. But cats look at you coldly. And he just starts blinking. And it's yeah. just, just yeah, yeah. as a kid, and his facial expression is just, it's just fucking funny. He can no, make, he's, he's brilliant. Brilliant. So, and I was like six or seven. And then, you know, he's talking about the stuff at the end of an egg. He's like, that's not the end of an egg. It's the beginning of a chicken. It's hen cum. And it's like, you know, yeah. just stupid shit like that. As a little kid, I'm fucking six laughing at hen cum. But... It did, and I, from that point on, I followed his career, and I never got a chance to meet that. And guy. you, you, you could tell. You can usually tell if someone's like super brilliant by long after they're dead, if people want to know what their opinion would be. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. I've seen people not to get into politics, like, mm-hmm. but you know, like you, the 2016 election. I've seen people like uh, say, like, oh well, you know, Colin would have voted for Trump. Or Colin would have voted for Hillary. Or Colin, Colin wouldn't have voted. Because he had Colin a Colin wouldn't have voted. He had a whole fucking bit about not but voting. you could tell somebody's important when they want to think long after they're dead. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll say that about stuff like that about guys like Martin Luther King and shit. Yeah. Like, of what he would think of this current situation. Yeah. People want to know what George Collins yeah. thought on this current situation would yeah. be. And that's the one of the true uh, tests of what if somebody's a, a brilliant mind. Yeah. Because you're still thinking about what they th- would think long after they have nothing to do yep. with it. Yep. Was the, it was on the 10-year anniversary of him dying. It was in June. I want to say it was like June 8th, 2008, he died. And it was the 10-year anniversary, and I posted it. I was like, 10 years ago today, like, we lost a legend. You know how many people were like, we need him today? Sure. Like, what the fuck he would say? He would rip everything apart today? Yeah. I'm like, absolutely, man. And what's a cool thing, I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast, what's really fucking cool is he had a wife, her name is Sally, Sally Wade, and I became friends with her on Facebook. Okay. Right? And this was shortly after I got my Colin tattoo. So, and it was shortly after he died. So, I sent her a friend request, and just because of the Colin connection, you know what I mean? And I sent her a picture of of the Colin thing. And she was like, holy shit, like, that's amazing, blah, blah, blah. And she had put out a book called The George Carlin Letters. It's like The Infinite Courtship of George and Sally or something like that. And it's just a compilation of, like, photocopies of, like, notes and post-it notes that George... It was like the other side of Carlin that no one really knew about, the personal side, where she would wake up in the morning and there would be, like, a post-it note, like, on the mirror... Saying like, "Oh, last night was awesome. The way you showed me your tits." Right. You know what I mean? And like, like silly shit like that that you just wouldn't realize. Um, you know, like happy anniversary. It was like, you know, you waited, you know, a year, like to do anything with me. 
And then, like, two years later, I bought you a bagel, and then you showed me your tits. Like, like silly shit. But she sent me a fucking copy of her. She was like, what's your address? And she sent me an autographed copy of her book, and she was and she wrote a little thing. I still have it. She was like, if you would have met George, she probably would have liked you a lot. You seem like a really good dude. And it was, like, from Colin's wife. I'm like, that's fucking yeah, awesome, awesome, dude. Yeah. You know, so that dude. And what's crazy is that. Like my if once you hear episode forty nine, you'll know like my whole life deal. But like as a little kid and growing up, like his whole philosophy, like I don't think that there's anybody that I knew, especially a family member, that I agreed with ninety nine percent of their shit. I, I usually tend to agree with him too. And it's like I it sounds silly, but like as a as a young kid, an impressionable kid, like I kind of looked up. To him and his opinion, even though yes, there's some of it is truth in there. A lot of it's an act, but there's truth in there. Like some of sure. his fucking feelings, they're exaggerated because that's what comedy is. It's taking something and making it huge and exaggerated. But I looked up to that, and so it's still to this day. A lot of the ways that I look at certain shit, like. My girl will say something, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, Colin has a whole bit about that. Blah, 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 right, blah, right, right, right. Like, it happens constantly. Yeah. No, he was, he was the best. Now, you know that you listen to my podcast a couple times. You know I like lists. He's number one on your list. Yes. Best stand-up comedians of all time. But we'll go top three or top five? Let's go top five. Top right, five. Let's, go, uh, yeah, let's see how it goes. Top five stand-up. I, I think Colin's uh, certainly number one. Yeah, this I agree. Prior is number two for most people. I would I would say. Call is not. I mean, and prior is not two for me. Um, I'm gonna have to say now we're going all time, even current, even old school, right? Current, dead, regardless, comedians. Period. Comedians. All right, we got call at number one by a fucking landslide. Agreed. Two Colin is a storyteller type of comedian. Right, still a comedian. So also so, a philosopher. So it, yes. I mean, so, you know, Rickles is on my list, but Rickles is like an insult comic. So, you know is, I mean? so is fucking Rodney. Yeah. Another Queens guy. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And, no. and and you know what? People heard it already. I did a podcast with Jim Florentine. He me even mentions, he's like, he, like one of his is fucking, one of his favorites is Dangerfield. But nobody ever puts them in his top. It's like, why? That guy is a fucking machine. Yeah. With shit, you know what I mean. So, all right. So, but Dangerfield's also he's also super funny in movies. Oh, you know, so it's like you know, bro, Carl back and, to school. Yeah, you know, some of the fucking lines in that fucking movie, like the big overweight lady with the green dress. He looks over. Hey, if that dress had pockets, you'd look like a pool table. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like that's hysterical. Yeah, he's good. He's great. So, he's great, Caddyshack. Absolutely. Um, all right, so I'm gonna say Colin. Uh, you know, you know who who fucking makes me laugh a lot, man. And we just mentioned him. It's fucking Bill Burr. Burr is good. Burr is fucking. I think he's fucking brilliant. Like he's. You ever watch? He's gonna it? go down as one of the. Once it's all said and done, he's gonna go down as one of the greatest. Do you, bro? I go into a YouTube fucking rabbit hole watching him on Conan O'Brien. You ever watch yeah. that shit? Yeah. The, the, how about the one where he's, oh he's talking God. about when he's talking about Hillary Clinton? He's talking about like <sighs> she's in some. Uh, <laughs> It was like some Illuminati, like, uh, yeah. saw him where they're wearing cloaks. And <laughs> yeah. the whole, he loses the whole crowd. I saw Burr <laughs> at Caroline's. I like to go stand-up comedian. Yeah. Okay, excuse stand-up comedy. I saw Burr at Caroline's, and he, it was a weird show. 
there was this dude and his wife, like, right up in the front row, and they were just talking to each other, and they were, you know, they were both drunk, and they were just being, you know, really obnoxious, and the, the, the opening act, you know, was trying. He was really trying, and he was trying to, like, you know, like, kind of goof on them, but, like, cut them down a little bit, mm-hmm. make them stop talking. He couldn't do it. They kicked them out. Um, you know, they removed them, and then Burr comes on, so the whole place had a weird vibe. Right. You know, it was already like a weird, cringy feeling <laughs> yeah. in the whole fucking place. And Burr I love goes, that. He goes on for like a half hour, uh-huh. you know, doing, being Bill Burr, and, and it, we were fucking dying. And then he just goes off the rails. Uh, you know, and then he just goes it. on to conspiracy theories, and <laughs> he loses a good portion of the crowd. Like, uh-huh. I don't think that he had him anymore. Right. But the people he had, I, I mean, I'm seriously, I like... Left there with my stomach hurting. Yeah. You know, crying. <laughs> I, I would say he's in my top five. He's, he's definitely yeah. in my top five. Um, he's up there. Um, fuck. I put Eddie Murphy in my top five. Because of his two specials were killer. Bro, I, you know, Delirious is another one. I would have to say, you know what? I, I would, for some stupid reason, I wouldn't even thought of Eddie Murphy. But I think Eddie Murphy has to be in there because it was the same time frame as Colin and Carnegie and Delirious. He was, and Raw's killer, too. People front on Raw. And we're both big Well, I don't front on Raw, Rocky but Delirious. Fans, the Rocky skit, the Rocky oh, part of, of... Oh, my God. Is, is one of the more classic things, you Bro, know? yeah. Yeah, I, I put... So fuck the juju bees and the moolies gonna pay for it. It's ridiculous. Now, I, can I say that now, even though I'm quoting somebody? Yeah, like, am I allowed? If you're quoting, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I'm doing a character. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I would definitely give him... If he would have kept going with Stand Up Comedian. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. He, he, he went... He went to the movies. Yeah, he went a different route. Yeah. You know, and some of his early movies were great. Yeah, absolutely. Some of them were terrible. Um, I mean, but I mean, like, well, uh, I'm not coming watching to America, Morbid, bro. Coming to America is classic. It's a classic fucking movie. Of course. I mean, lots of Queen shout outs in that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know what? I wouldn't have thought of that. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say Eddie Murphy. Um, you know who I find fucking funny? He's very offensive, and some people find him annoying. I think Jim Jeffries is fucking hysterical. Yeah, he's good. I don't go. I don't go top five. Though. No, he might be five in the top five. I, I, it, I'm gonna have to throw Dangerfield in there because I'm gonna go Carlin, Murphy, Pryor, Rickles, and my fifth. I mean, my fifth. Uh, yeah, I guess you could go like Burr, but I, I mean Burr's up there for me. He's definitely up there. You know who I think the funniest guy out now right now though is Tom Segura. He is funny. Tom Segura has the, 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 the illest delivery. Yeah. You know, like the, that Mike Tyson story on the airplane. It's, it's funny as <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we yell, we yell his skits and he has we're tattooing. Like, oh, do you? I mean, yeah, there's certain things that he says, like, you know, when he does that whole bike skit. Yeah. He just yells, bikes. You oh, go into the whole thing. The I mean, f- we're sitting here yelling bikes sometimes. Bro, what the fuck am I even thinking? I'm going, dude, I'm going calling... Dice. Yeah? Uh, Dice doesn't do it for me. Oh, my God, bro. The day the laughter died has to be top three ever specials ever. He does it at Dangerfields. There's 50 people there produced by Rick Rubin. He just goes off the top of his head the entire thing. There's even a time where he says, he's like, he's looking at somebody in the crowd. He's like, 
you're going to laugh a lot more than you fucking think so, pal. Right. And he's like, because I don't know the next fucking word out of my mouth. And he goes two hours fucking hysterical. Dice. Yeah, I'm not, I can't, I can't co-sign that. I think he's great. Two. It's, it's too contrived for me. Why? It's too much of an act for me. It's, well, it's not well, honest at all. Well, well, Dice, well, well, it's, it, I mean, when he first started out, he was doing only, like, impressions. He was doing, like, his Jerry Lewis, his George Travolta, and he had a character, the Dice Man. Right, right, right. And that's what everyone fucking clung to, and that's what he eventually became. I, I mean, I'm not taking, I, I'm just not putting him in the top five. I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's not Andrew Silverstein, Jew from Brooklyn. I'm all I'm for saying it. he's not brilliant. Is he from Brooklyn? <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying he's not a brilliant comedian. I'm just saying top five all time. I can't get him there. Gotta absolutely. I don't know how to. That's fuck a very goombay answer you have. Is it goombay answer? Oh Andrew fuck it, Andrew Dice Clay without a doubt. Bet Midler shits yodels. Nobody believes me. It's like, what does that even mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. Like I said, a little too contrived for me to get put him in. It absolutely five is an act, but it's you fucking brilliant. Because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do it when I was a kid and I'm smoking weed and hanging around like, I thought fucking Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman was fucking hysterical, but you can't put him in there. It's no, an act. no. All it's right, so act. I'm going. I'm going. Colin Dice Burr Murphy Dangerfield. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. Word. You know who's actually really good? His last special is fucking hysterical. You like Sebastian Maniscalco? He's good. He's funny. He's funny, dude. He's funny. Yeah. My wife likes him more than I do. Yeah. Yeah. He's funny, dude. What about... Uh, now, let's go on the politically incorrect uh, line. Okay. Most people... You know, it's a big thing in, like... Like I said, I, I know a few com- comics and... Uh, it's very popular to, for him to argue about women in comedy. Okay. Neither one of us put a woman in the top five. But Joan Rivers could get there. Joan Rivers? Joan Rivers is, Joan Rivers is a fucking brutal. savage. Yeah. Yeah. She's brutal. Yeah. But you know what? That's but So I don't fault. know if I don't know if I'm taking her. I, I may be taking it Thompson. I don't know if it's, I'm doing it for politically correct reasons, taking out Thompson Gore and putting in Joan Rivers. But you I don't know be. if you are. I, I, I can I I mean if I was to do if I was to sit down and do a top ten, I might fucking throw Joan Rivers in there. But it's not my fault that I don't think she's funnier than fucking Andrew Dice Clay. Joan Rivers beats Andrew Dice Clay in my book. No. no. You're going number two? Yeah, the, the, I didn't Dice do it in two. order. I didn't do it in mine in order. Mine was just five. No, my that's my Carlin is one number one. I agree with Carlin as being number one. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with my top, my solid top three. One is Carlin. Two is Dice. Three is fucking Bill Burr. All right, we're going to- solid top three. Yep. One is Carlin. Two is Pryor, and and three is Rickles. Okay, I'm not mad at that. That's. I fine. mean, Rickles fucking roasted the president. When Ronald Reagan at his inaugural ball. That rules. Did you ever see that? No. You I'm, gotta I'm, YouTube it. I will. He 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 gets he's on stage <laughs> in a fucking tuxedo roasting fucking Ronald Reagan at the inaugural ball. That's great. It, it's it's it, yeah, it is. It is. It's <laughs> fucking great. I'm I'm curious, she just recently talked we were talking about movies before we were on the air. Uh the new movies coming out uh that was all filmed in this neighborhood, the Irishman. Right. Which is De Niro, De Niro and Pacino, uh, and Pacino, Scorsese, but yeah, and and uh, it's about the dude that whacked Hoffa, right? 
And uh, supposedly, I don't know why, Don Rickles is cast in the movie, is is, is a, a role in the movie played by Jim Norton. Jim which Norton. I think might be fucking great. Yeah. So Jim, Nor- Jim Norton is playing Rickles. Jim Norton. <laughs> He's uh, Listen, crazy funny. J- cra- uh, but I find Jim Norton funnier on the radio than his stand-ups. Like, when Jim Norton was on Opie and Anthony... Yeah, classic. And his fucking... I listen to his podcast. Do you listen to the Chip the Chip no, Chipperson podcast? No, I don't listen to that one. Well, you know his character, Chip Chipperson, that he used to yeah, do on yeah, Opie yeah, Anthony. Yeah. He has a whole podcast. It's called the Chip Chipperson podcast. Yeah. Bro, it's just fucking an hour of complete nonsense. Ridiculous, disgusting, just out of line shit. I saw him. I just told the story. Real, I'll tell it real quick. I got thrown out of Caroline's while he was up there because I was all uh, yeah. I was all hammered, and this is when I was still drinking. I was in bad fucking shape, and I thought I was being courteous to the people that were like sitting next to me because I didn't want to get up and like block their view and shit. So I decided to scooch to the end of my fucking chair and piss on the floor. And then not being courteous at all. No, but it's giving up on to their view. But it was dark and everyone's watching him, so I think, yeah, I'm good. Club Soda Kenny, like their bodyguard dude, tap me, come on, Jim, you gotta go. So I had to fucking leave. And then the next day I go onto Twitter and Jim Norton tweeted it and he's he's there's a huge fucking ring of wetness of my piss on the carpet and Jim Norton is on his hands and knees pointing at it with a big smile and it says some guy decided to pull out his cock on the late show and piss on the floor I approve and I screenshot it's like August 2014 when I was a real jerk off you were that bad of a drunk huh? yeah it was bad yeah it was bad I was pretty bad drunk so yeah it was just not fucking good do you drink anymore now? I uh, still once in a blue I still will have a beer at a barbecue. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I drink casually. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I haven't been drunk in a very long time. Yeah. I still will have a beer at a baseball game. Right. I didn't have a problem where I had it felt like I had a completely cut it off. Right. But I won't ever drink liquor again. Right. Because liquor is what started getting me in trouble. Right. Yeah. Beer yeah, never tended to get me in trouble. Yeah. I was a couple bad. beers. Yeah, you got a bad bad. Oh, well, you were pissing on the floor in Carolina. Well, that's that. That's nothing. That's just only something that's kind of like, you know, that's that. That's just one night. That's just a day. You know what I mean? That's a day. You know. But yeah, I was bad. I was bad for a long time. You know, I had my ups and downs, and then like, like there was at one point, I had like seven years completely sober from two thousand and four, six years something like that from two thousand. I, I walked into rehab on my own April Fool's Day two thousand and four, and then I fucking there was sixteen months of legit fucking upstate main treatment. Voluntarily, sixteen oh, yeah. months. Yeah, daytop, crazy. I remember daytop. I, well, I was there. I never was there, but I remember. I remember some girl on my block used to go out one of the Counselors. going out with the dude who was in daytop, and yeah. they would come with the daytop van and drop him off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in that daytop van. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah, that's a fucking whole fucking deal. Yeah, it was bad. I went in voluntarily. I got out. It was April 1st, 2004, and then I, I wound up completing, I think it was like August 1st, 2005. Like, yeah, it was it was a whole deal. It was like three weeks in Rockaway, then 13 months to the day of upstate Maine treatment. 13 months on a fucking mountain in Rhinebeck, New York, right by Poughkeepsie. And then back down to Rockaway. 
Oh, it was brutal. But it was, it was, at that point, at that point, dude, it was legit. Like, in order for me to, I left clothes, I left fucking furniture, all kinds of shit. And in order for me to make the decision to grab a bag of my dirty fucking laundry and fucking take my last couple of bucks to take the A train to Rockaway to walk in there. You're in trouble. I was in trouble. It was, it was, and everybody who says it was in quote unquote recovery, it's like I would either be dead or in jail. Most likely dead. Most likely. But you don't do anything anymore. No, I smoke this little fucking vape nonsense. That's it. But that's a cigarette. That's not a weed vape. No, it's not a weed vape. It's just a cigarette vape. It's just nicotine. That's it. It's Cups of coffee, coffee and, and cigarettes. Coffee, coffee, and this thing, and and, and, and it's kind of on the bouncy side too because it's cherry flavor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what? I haven't smoked a cigarette since September twenty first. I so. smoked about ten cigarettes since we were sitting here. So. Oh, forget it. I've I've done these podcasts when I'm still smoking one after the other. But yeah, yeah, it was bad. So now, like we were saying before, it's like you had mental notes when you had you know Isaac on and whatever. So I just had a couple of mental notes. Talk about it however long you want. However, it doesn't make a difference to me. Because on the flyer, I did write Rich Fi, R&D Tattoo, Neighborhood Knucklehead, and Caught in a Trap. So you want to talk about the band right quick, even though it is kind of secondary and it's a fun thing that you do? Yeah, well, I mean, I love my band. I was just practicing with them last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're playing a show this Sunday at the, uh, I don't know how this... No. Nah. Works. It won't be out by then, but... No. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago, hopefully... Uh, a couple yeah, weeks was, ago, we It played. was a great time. Yeah. So, uh... At the old A7. At the old A7, yeah. It's the 20th anniversary of your hardcore tattoos. Right. So we're going to be over there. And again, it's... My whole... Everything in my life ties into tattoos. Mm-hmm. Pretty much somehow. But yeah, we've been a band for, like, shit. I don't know. Since 2005, I think. Uh... It's a hobby at this point. Yeah. You know? What's the first thing you put out? Rats Get Fat? First thing we put out was a demo, like 07, I think. Right. And then we put out Rats Get Fat. Oh, uh, maybe Rats Get Fat was in 07. Okay. I think the demo might have been in like 05. You played my first ever show that I ever booked. Yeah. What was, what was it, a Rat Bones birthday or something? No. That was fucking 25 shows after that. No, it was, it was Urban Waste, Corner Trap, Step Too Far. Was it at that Lucky 13 yeah. track? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was... Yeah, that was quite a few years ago, right? Yeah, that was like two and a half years ago at this point. Almost three years ago. It has to be about three years at this point. It was it was a breed apart. A band called Sicker Than Most with Joe Stanley, who now sings for Departed. Then it was, uh, I think, Step Too Far, Reason Enough, You Guys, and Urban Waste. Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, that was my first ever show. And then you played another one. It was the May Day something. It was May 1st. Actually, today's the anniversary. Probably two years ago today. All right. And you guys, you did the co. You were like, I don't want a fucking headline. So it was like, it was you guys and Reason to Fight did like a... Oh, right, 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 right. And then you guys... Right. And then you guys also played... You you played three shows of mine. And you played um, the Rat Bones Party. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Corner Trap is is is, is a, was a big part of my life. It is still a, a those guys are like my brothers. I love them. Sure, but <clears throat> I'm forty. I'm going to be forty four years old. Yeah. I mean, I can't play. You know, kind of joke around with 
you know, some of my younger hardcore friends, you know, call it like that whole scene, like divorce core. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. kind of like the people who were into it when they were young, and then I've gotten back into it, and you know, it's a lot, it's shit tons of fun. I, I love it. Uh, I love recording with the band. I love once I get on the stage and I get a microphone in my hand, I love it. Right. Everything else leading up to it, I, I don't have as much time for though as I, yeah. I I once did. You know what I mean? Like rehearsing every week, like. In our group text with the band, it's like, oh, we practice design. It's like, oh, I got tattoos to do. This one's got his kid, and this one's, sure. you know, it's it's not it's not something I could do. It's not something I ever did on a full time basis, right? Um, it's also, I think, a lot of times with bands, and, and Quarter Trap is not like this, but I think a lot of times with bands, I do know a lot of tattooers in that are also in hardcore bands and stuff. And um, I think a lot of times what happens is everybody else in the band really wants to do this, pursue this band thing. And where we being tattooers, we already really love what we do. So it's like, it's not an escape from work for right. tattooers. Where it's, I think, I think being in a band is escape from daily grind of a lot of people's lives. So the, sure. I don't really want to escape my... I mean, the one time we, we did, like, a little mini tour, like, you know, we were uh, with bigger, way, way bigger bands, and they were, like, telling us, like, hey, you know, if you want, you can sleep at this uh, woman's house. She'll let you guys sleep on the floor. I'm like, I'm in a fucking hotel room. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, you know. Yeah. We went tattoo, you know, I'm always looking for tattoo shops so I can go visit if we go out on the road, and I'm fucking, the last time we did any little bit of touring... Well, first of all, the last time we did any little bit of touring, we were following sick of it all. We were like three, four days behind them. So they were just burning out the, the, the crowds. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, so, well, sick of it all just played here four days ago. No one's uh, coming to this smaller right. hardcore show. So they just burned out, you know. So Who are you on tour with? We went out with Sworn Enemy. Okay. You know, just a little mini run. I think I think Wisdom and Change was actually on, like, two of the shows, too. One of my favorite new... Well, they're not even newer at this point, but I love that fucking band. Great band. We played their hometown with them, like, up in, like, uh, uh, Stroudsburg, Stroudsburg, PA type yeah. of... I think it was East Stroudsburg. We played, like, some airport hangar fucking thing with them. Yeah. The kids went fucking nuts for them. Yeah. Kids just stared at us. I mean, we play fast, old brand of hardcore. Nobody cares about the type <laughs> of hardcore we play anymore. But when they played, the, I mean, they were, like, the hometown heroes, and it, it was... Very fucking impressive. You ever go to This Is Hardcore? No. Oh my god, it's so good. No, I've never been there. They they played every single year except for one year, and every single time they fucking buried that place. I don't know the list. Top three hardcore bands of all time. Top three hardcore bands of all time. I like lists. I'm not, I'm, I'm not I like putting people on the spot, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the two of them, bang, I already have. Signal is your, your Number one. big band, right? Signal tattoo, right? Yeah, it was my second one under, underneath uh, this deal over here. Signal is number one. You know, it, I, I have to, I have to go agnostic front number two and three. Three is hard. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a tough spot. You got <laughs> very there's so many, but it's like okay. Uh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to go... I'm three, three is kind of hard for me, too. 
It's like because right now I'm at Bad Brains Warzone. Bad Brains Warzone are my one and two. They're not me. And I don't know who three is. I'm gonna have to, oh, fuck me, man. I'm gonna have you know who I'm gonna say and people shit terror. Yeah, that's that's the answer. Shit terror. I was gonna say terror, but I was like, not nah, shit terror. I love that band terror. Love them. Yeah, I, I've seen them quite a few times live. They're excellent. Fucking, fucking ridiculous. I, that's one of those bands that, like, I every time I see them, I really like them. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, man, I, I should be more into this band than I am. Right. But I really never have. I really don't have any of their records or anything like that. It's just, oh, but when I when I do um, see them, I'm like, they blow me away. They're fucking excellent live. Band. Excellent live. I'm gonna go Gorilla Biscuits three. Yeah? Is it a Queens thing? Of course it is. I guess. Yeah, it's a Queens thing. I guess. Yeah. I, I was going to say Minor Threat, but uh, <sighs> I, I just, I couldn't pick two DC bands, being from New York. Being from, yeah, especially Queens, so you got to turn the grilled biscuits. I don't know, actually, maybe the Cro-Mags, though. <laughs> but those are three bands right there that you just mentioned that they only have one record. Which bands? Cro-Mags have one fucking record, dude. I could agree with that. Chromex have one record. Minor Threat has one record. Oh, Minor Threat. Minor Threat was all seven inches. Yeah, and they the Grill Biscuits have a seven inch and a record. So you're going longevity. I'm going full fucking the whole deal. I mean, there's Warzone records. I, everything that Bad Brains ever put out, I love. There's Warzone records that I, I don't care for. Right. You know what I mean? There's, there's some of the older, you know, like the old, the, the newer stuff. Right. That they put out. I, I, like, my three bands, Sick of It All, Agnostic Front, and and um, Shia Terra. I'll listen to any of those records anytime. Any band. A, a, any record. I hear you. Anyone. I don't think they have a... I mean, do I like some more than others? Like, yeah. But I don't think that any of them are, are duds at all. I mean... But now, I'm going greatest. See, Sick of It All is on my list of greatest hardcore records of all time. Okay. Blood, Sweat, and No Tears is on my list of greatest yes. albums of all time in yes. the hardcore genre. Absolutely. 100% on the list. Yeah. But I don't know if they crack, they crack top three of my full. Again, though, I, I probably am into a different brand of hardcore than you are. If you're picking bands like Terra and Shia Terra, and I'm picking bands like Gorilla Biscuits and, and, and Warzone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm into much faster. Right. Well, but you're saying AF, which is right. Fast. But I fucking. Love but AF has had like a crazy career where like it's so different. It's and I very, love the records it. are very different. Very different. Like listen to Victim in Pain, and then Cause for Lump, and then listen to fucking Liberty and Justice, and then you go from Liberty and Justice to One Voice. It's it's complete. It's like a different band. Yeah, that's what. It, it, but I love it, and that's what. Like Vinny Stigma says, it's like, hey, you want the same fucking record? Hey, you want to hear one voice all the time? <coughs> we'll listen to fucking one voice. We're making something like that sounds like this. No, I get that. Which I is great. I, I completely get that. But now, if you had like one record, oh, I think I already know this answer. I already know this. We had this conversation when I was in here getting tattooed or something. You're going know, one record. Uh, that's my favorite record of all time. I already know what it is. Uh, I, it's Paul's Boutique. Yes, it's Paul's Paul Boutique for the Beastie Boys. I know, I already know. Beastie that. Boys changed my life. I, 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 I fucking. I really feel that if it were not for the Beastie Boys, a lot of the things that I'm into now, 
I would not be into. I would. I don't think I'd be a tattooer if I didn't discover the Beastie Boys. I don't think I would ever have discovered hardcore if I didn't discover the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Uh, I mean that that was a game changing. I run DMC is a game changer for me too. Sure. But the Beastie Boys, once you know, once that shit, once Paul's Boutique came out, it was you know. That was so ahead of its time and different and ridiculous. And they say it costs like a billion dollars to clear the samples now. Because it was before samples had to be cleared. Yeah. It was like a billion dollar record just to clear all those samples. Uh, I mean, for my money, it's the best It's the best album of all time. I definitely make it the best hip-hop album of all time. You do? Yeah. I mean, I think it's the best record of all time, so... But it's a personal thing. Right. But but it's, see, see, like, what's weird is that, for me, like, I've said this before, but I'm going to have to say, it, it's, it's, it, people think I'm nuts, but it's, it's also, I don't know what it is, but if I'm not sure what I want to listen to, I'm going to say, it's a bold statement that across all genres of music, my record, and it's not even my favorite band. Quicksand Slip is my all-time record. That's your all-time favorite record of all time. Yeah. If I had to really, I mean, it's it was it's hard because there's so many. But if I had to narrow it down, like Desert Island fucking record, it's Quicksand Slip, dude. I'm, I, I've heard the record obviously a hundred times, but it's uh, it's not a record I'm super super familiar with. Oh my god, it's just that there's something <coughs> I don't know what it is. There's something about that record. There's but you're not claiming that it's the best record of all time. You're claiming that it's your favorite record of all time, right? You know, it's just different. It's a big. It's, it's a big something difference. that that no matter what, if if I don't know what I want to listen to, I put on Quicksand Slip. I'm fucking good. Like the Beastie Boys are the are my favorite act of all time, but I don't. Try to think that they're the best act of all time. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, well favorite and best is... Favorite is, and best is different. Right. And that's also both of those... Well, well, best is also debatable. But I'm going... When I went hardcore bands, I was saying best. I wasn't saying my favorite hardcore bands. I'm saying the best hardcore bands. I don't give a fuck. My best and my favorite. All right. Well, vice versa, my favorite but, yeah, but, but the... I mean, the... The, the, the acts you picked are... are, are they're, they're home runs. You know yeah. what I mean? They're, they're, so you could even say that they're... You could make an argument that they're, they're the best hardcore bands of all time and also your favorites. Right. I cannot make an argument that the Beastie Boys, Pulse Boutique, is the best album of all time. I can only it, say it's the... It's it could be favorite. up there, though. I, if, you say, if you said that, that's, that, that you think that that is the best record of all time, I don't really think I can fucking... Say that you're wrong. I mean, I have eclectic musical taste. So I do too. I mean, I think a lot of the, people don't realize it, but I do too. I think the, the, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, amazing, is one of the. Greatest. I listened to it like two weeks. It's ago. one of the greatest albums. It's one of the best, greatest, and also my favorite. It's a brilliant record. It's brilliant. I listened that's to it. A, that's a one record person. Yeah. You know, what I mean, she went off the fucking rails supposedly after that. Yeah. That record was out, and I hated the Fuji's. But the score is a great record. I didn't. I, I didn't care for it. But you know what? It also is though that there's that time and place factor. 
I listen to the Fuji's The Score. It puts me right back into like 95 or whatever it was. I remember who I was with, who I was hanging out with, everything. And it was good times, and I remember when that album dropped. So there's a connection to good times back in the day to that record. Well, that's all music should really do, right? Right. It should bring you back. I yeah. mean, I guess, I think that's why love songs are so popular. Like broken heart songs. Because right. it brings people back to, I mean, my wife says it all the time. Like, she when she was a teenager, she went through this, this bad breakup with some dude. Yeah. And th- she loves all these sad songs. Yeah. From that era of music, just because that's what she was into. Yeah. And that's, I think that's all that music is supposed to do. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I mean... I mean, I could talk about this forever, but yeah, um, low end theory does that for me. Oh, takes me back to a specific time in my life, dude. You want to? You want to? You want to talk fucking favorite top ten, top five hip hop records? That's fucking even harder, I think. Because low end theory, how could that not be in my top five? Hip hop is a weird genre, though, because hip hop was so. there's, there were so many hardcore is easier to say, like because there wasn't that many hardcore bands, right? You know what I mean? It, it, even still to this day, it's still. I mean, we could talk about. You know, you have a podcast basically that's rooted in hardcore. Originally, kind of, originally, originally, it, it, now it is what it is now. But that's a small bubble that you're really trying to right live. It, you, you're living in a very small bubble. Right. If you go into hip hop, oh. I mean, that's mainstream music at this yeah. point. You know, that's so, why I mean I had a couple of hip hop people. I had Havoc from Mob Deep on, right? Which was fucking cool. You know what I mean? I just I had DJ Clips. I you know, you know, there's there's few people that I had on. I had Ill Bill recently, which was fucking great. I spoke to that dude for two and a half hours about everything from metal to hip hop. Like you know, that's so, a much larger bubble. Sure. You know, hip hop music in general, and there's so many subgenres. And I mean, hardcore gets pigeonholed into having all these sub subgenres of post hardcore and this hardcore and. And that, but oh, and now it's really what the it, really what it is. It's just you know, it's 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 there's what do you think bands that reach a certain level of the agnostic front style bands? I mean, what is there thirty of those bands? Not even, not even five. I don't know about five, but yeah, come I on, mean, who sick of it all? Agnostic front, Madball. Who, I mean, if you think about current currently touring bands right now, well, currently touring, but I'm saying it made a major impact on a hardcore scene. Uh, yeah, throughout uh, the course, there's, there's 25 or 30 of them. Yeah, there's not true. You're right. You know, there's 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 75 rappers that have made an uh, impact within the past five years. Right. You know what I mean? So it's so much of a larger thing. So to, to say, but it's a personal stuff. list. Your personalist. Fuck who's greatest. I don't care how many... Fu- you People want to say Jay-Z because of he's the top, the best ever. I don't think he's the best ever. Does he have some banging songs? He does. Is he even in my top five? Nope. I'm a little older, so he's not even cracking my top ten. Right. You know, I mean, we're about the same age. But, I, but, I he, but I, he might like, not even be in my top ten either. People think I'm who's fucking... number one? Up. Rock him's number one. <sighs> that, that, that's, that, that's possible. Um... As far as like lyrically and shit like that, Rocky, yeah. It's, listen to let the rhythm hit him. It's like you sh- it's like he don't shut it's up. The theme song from Juice. No, the ledge. No, the ledge. Yeah, ridiculous. One of the greatest hip hop songs of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I G rap is on my list. Of course he is. You know, Queens. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about on <coughs> Tribe Called Quest. You think about, like you said, the Beastie Boys. Uh, see, now we're getting into different t- categories because that's groups. They can't be put. 
I'm a list guy. Groups and solo rappers cannot be put on the same list. You, you can't make. All right, so 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 then. All right, so, Q-Tip's records would not be as good as Tribe Called Quest records. Q-Tip's records were nowhere near as good you know as Tribe Called Quest yet. You know, DMC has come out with records on his own. Right, they're not good. Right, I mean they're not terrible, but they're not raising do, hell. Do you know who I think is the exception to that? B- b- barring a couple of them, Wu Tang. Yeah. Dude, they, they... So many guest spots, though, on the records. But they're all Wu-Tang affiliates. Yeah, so you can't... You Wu-Tang is a group, but Wu-Tang's solo records. You guys go come on a record like Liquid Swords or something. Brilliant fucking record. Oh, great. But there's so many guest spots from Wu-Tang on there. That's almost a Wu-Tang record. But they're all just... Well, not all of them are great, but, I mean... You, you can't. I'm not gonna buy the fucking fourth fucking solo fucking master killer record. Like whatever, you know what I mean. But those groups are. That's still that even when they're solo, right. they're still kind of a group. Yeah, because it's you know <clears throat> they're just coming out with solo projects, right? And that's probably more on the level of uh, in, inside uh, business thing, right? Oh, absolutely. So, like, what about Gangstar? All right, you have Premier. Guru is the only one that's rhyming. Gangsta. They're considered a duo, but Gangsta they're really was, not. Like Eric B and Rock Kim, they're considered a duo, but they're not. If it's a DJ and an MC, it's different. All right. DJ and an MC. Right, man, we group. need clarification over here. <laughs> I mean, even, even like you say, Tropical Quest is not. Uh, Fife was not somebody like, like, oh, this guy's the best rapper of all time, but no. he was a compliment. Oh, they were both great together. He was a compliment to. To Q Tip. To Q Tip. I mean, to Q Tip. All right. Uh, NWA was that's why Ice Cube, you right. know, maybe one of the exceptions where I think Ice Cube's records are, are better. America's Most Wanted is is it's ridiculous. Is is it is? You know, even the the Predator is ridiculous. With Wicked and all that shit. That yeah. I mean, that also ties into really good times for me. Like. The, the like the the predator came out in ninety two, that shit was crazy, it was crazy. That's how early that came out. No, the predator, I believe, is ninety two. Yeah. What was when, America's Most Wanted? That was before that. That was like ninety. 90? Because in between America's Most Wanted, I was Wanted, in high school. Yeah, America's Most Wanted. Then he put out the EP Kill at Will, and then he put out the Predator. Yeah, his and solo then, stuff. And then, and then he put out Death Certificate. Yeah, his solo stuff may be better than NWA. Well, NWA to me, all I they only had one record. One record, even though this hundred miles of run was all right. Yeah, but nowhere near fucking trying to come. Easy does it's a good record too, though. Easy does it's fucking come on, man. Still talking shit. That's fucking Easy E. Ah, see, his voice is so much. There's so much shit that you could break down with hip hop. You know, it's like so. I mean, I mean, if you want, if you want a list, you, you want to do a list of who, my top three favorite r- favorite hip hop records ever. Top three favorite hip hop records ever. Uh, Miss Education of Lauren Hill, Paul's Boutique, and Yo Bum Rush the Show. You're going first, Public Enemy. Yeah, best run. Wow. Why you go? It takes a nation of millions to hold us back. Probably. Great record. It's great. That shit is. <clears throat> but we're Welcome going to the Terra Dome. I was like, sitting oh. on. I was sitting on my stoop on Woodhaven Boulevard, and one hundred seven point five and ninety eight point seven. They used to play like the hip hop on Saturday night. 
you couldn't hear hip hop anywhere else. Right. It was just Saturday night. It was a uh, Molly Mall on one station, Red Alert on the other station. I don't right. remember which one was which, and I don't remember which one I was listening to. Right. But it was a Saturday night. It was like eight o'clock. I'm sitting on a stoop in Woodhaven, and uh, the Public Enemy, the song from Neil Burmester's show, where it's like at the uh, wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. I heard it, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I remember the thinking like. I don't know if I like this. I don't know. It's giving me a weird feeling. Like, what's this? What is this? Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's punk rock, but it's not punk rock. It's fucking punk rock. Yeah. But it's, sonically, it's not punk rock, but it's fucking punk rock. Yeah. And I had to get that, that, you know, that, that weird noise. And then it's, like, it's that explosion. Yeah. And Chuck D just comes out swinging. And I was like, well, I, I mean, I have a little bit of goosebumps yeah, right now just, just talking thinking about, about yeah. that time. So that's why you'll promise the show. It's not not more pleasing of a record than Nation of Millions of Holes Back. It's not, a, it's not as well written. It's not as well right. produced. Not as a, right. But it's not. But it brings you back to that. So that's what fucking solidifies And, 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 and you'll promise the show is just more groundbreaking. Sure. So we're going to go groundbreaking. Groundbreaking makes it. Paul's Boutique, groundbreaking in the sense of, of, of the everything. Way everything was sampled. Yeah. Uh, Yo Burmer's The Show, groundbreaking in the sense of it was just a new type of music almost. Yeah. And Miseducation of Lauren Hill, groundbreaking in, in a sense that it's it's it was the first time that somebody so, in my opinion, so musically talented. Absolutely. Decided to make a hip hop record. Yeah, you know what I mean. A girl who could sing, you know what I mean. A brilliant songwriter, but she's making street music. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not quote unquote street music as much. It was a pop record to to some people. But, it was, but, but there's but, some deep cuts on there, and I did like. And she's the best female rapper. Hmm. I don't think I can argue that. I don't think there's an argument. Yeah, because because it, I mean, it took me I mean that long to even think of. Yeah, I mean, it's better. There's maybe more groundbreaking in female MCs like MC Light and stuff, but well, groundbreaking as far as that. But, yeah, uh, but I mean, I don't. I, I can't see anybody lyrically proficient like right. Lauren Hill. This this podcast has had nothing to do with tattoos. <laughs> no, or, uh, no, that's what this is. The, it's the, like it's like the Seinfeld of fucking. Yeah, it's a show about nothing, right? It's about everything and nothing. <coughs> list, all right. It's yeah. It's it's the list episode. The list episode. Yeah, I love list. Gad, my best, list. Best pizza place. List. Now you're a Brooklyn guy. I want to see if I want to see if you go what I think you're going to say. You get, you're going to the number one. I don't want a list. I just want the number one. You think that I'm going to go with Alan B? I do. And I wouldn't hate it if you did. No. Um, but you did live in Howard Beach. So I you, did. You know the the, the New shining Park. star. There's New Park. It is. It is the best. Um, <sighs> People say Defara. I think it's overrated. Um, I'm gonna have to. I'm probably gonna have to say L and B, but that's currently. Back a few years ago, for a regular slice, I would have said Lenny and John's. 
This is what I'm not familiar with. Where's Lenny and John's? Lenny and John's is, is on Flatbush Avenue, right off of Flatlands Avenue. Lenny and John's. Lenny and John's Pizza. It's still currently in business? Yes. It's still got banging pizza. The it lost a step? Not that I remember. I haven't been there in a while, but I know it's absolutely still running, and it was there in 1991 when I fucking... When I'm I used to on be... my phone because I'm, I'm putting it in my notes. Go ahead. Lenny and John's. I'm grabbing my phone. Everybody relax. Lenny and John's, and that's on Flatbush Avenue? Yes, Flatbush Avenue. That whole neighborhood is so gentrified over there by Flatbush. Is it by Flatbush what? By like Barclay? No, like it's right over Flatlands. No, you know where King's Plaza is? Oh, all the way down that way. Sh- straight all the way down, right off of Flatlands Avenue. On Flatbush, right off of Flatlands. What neighborhood is that? I don't fucking know. Something. I used to fucking go bar hopping over there from, like, way back in the day. So it's by, you're talking about, by like, King's Avenue Mall. King's Plaza Mall. Yeah, down. Yeah, it's almost like Marine Park or something. Like that. Yeah, it's it's down Marine Park, close to like the Flatbush Junction. What's that Jewish deli right there? I don't know if it is it even still in fucking uh, business. Mill Basin Deli. Is okay. that Mill Basin? Is that the neighborhood? I, I'm not. I'm not that familiar with Brooklyn. I guess. I guess it could be somewhere like Mill Basin ish. I'm curious. I got to try this pizza out. Regular slice. Regular slice. Non Sicilian. Not Sicilian, regular slice. See, I give LMB the Sicilian crown. It's fucking it's fucking. I give delicious. it the crown and I just it, I'm not I if I'm gonna go pizza though, I like a regular slice more. Right. I'm, so I so you know, by default I'm just gonna have to say L and B because I I don't know a better spot. <clears throat> and this place is open at two AM. Uh huh. It used to be open until like 5 in the morning back in the day when everyone, all those bars on Flatbush Avenue were going bananas. 4 o'clock in the morning on a Friday night, the whole entire neighborhood was over there. You know what I fucking hate? This is just a normal traditional slice of pizza. It's like legit. You know what I fucking hate more than anything? What? Yeah. I hate fucking Yelp. Yeah, I don't fuck Cop suckers on Yelp. This guy is trying to feed his family with this pizza, and this lady's one star. This is the most disappointing meal I've ever had. Yeah, she's and a then, cunt. She's a cunt. And and the first things that Yelp shows is is these. Yeah, they these people have. It's a pizzeria on fucking Flatbush Avenue. Like, what do you? Uh, they have numerous stars here, but this lady's giving it up. Well, of course, like a one star fucking rating. Because you know what she is, and she, they show her first. She's an entitled asshole that that just because something didn't go her way one hundred percent, she has to fucking let everyone know because she's special. She's a jerk. We had somebody give us a bad review on on Yelp one time, the tattoo shop. We have like you know real good reviews or whatever, but. We had one person give us a bad one, and it was over some bullshit. person didn't even get tattooed here. Yeah, so it's like... It was like, it, it was just like that we weren't like super like, our, our customer service skills were lacking because we like, I don't know, we didn't go run up there. You're a fucking street shop. Yeah. So whatever it was, but then I looked like at her thing. Like, I was like, oh, you know, I fucking hate this person. So I started looking, I don't really hate, <laughs> hate's a strong word, but I dislike this person a lot. So I started looking. They have like a Yelp profile. Right. This woman gave Burger King a bad review. Oh, she's a fucking retard. The post office a bad review. 
Bro, every post office sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I go to DMV and give them a bad review. Yeah, I mean, right. It's a, it, it, I don't get it. I mean, I, do a whole show on that, on Yelp. Oh, God. You know, Jim, I can't because Jim Florentine, he, he does his podcast, the Comedy Metal Midgets podcast. All he does is shit on everything. He's up to, like, awful Facebook posts number 40. Like, people will send him screenshots of Facebook posts, and he'll just fucking rip shit apart. It's the what's, greatest. What show is this? Jim Florentine's podcast. It's called The Comedy Metal Midgets. The Comedy Metal Midgets. i got to listen to that. It sounds like something I'd like. It's, he's just bitter. In real life, he's the, the nicest dude ever. But people send him. Like, he started it out. Like, he had, like, Metallica on and shit like that. Like, in between, like, his rants. And people are like, nah, man, like, we don't even care about Metallica. Like, we want you to get back to the anger and the rage about shit that just pisses you off. Like, he's like, he does a whole rant about CrossFit. He does rants about vanity license plates. He does fucking awful Yelp reviews, awful Facebook posts, like, awful dating oh, sites see. about, like, what girls like about dating sites. Like, oh, do you, do you really fucking like wine? No way. Like, it's like, yeah, no shit. It's like, it's crazy, dude. But it's hysterical. I listen to it all the time. But yeah, man. So what else? So you, I never said it. So I'm gonna have to say my all time. If I had to really narrow it, narrow it down, if I was supposed to, if I was supposed going to pick my number one across the board hip hop record ever, Thirty Six Chambers. I'm probably gonna have to say Thirty Six Chambers. I'm a fucking mind reader. You might be, yeah. Rich. I'm a fucking mind reader. I might have to say Thirty Six Chambers. And I didn't even know you were a big Wu Tang guy. Oh, come on. How could you not fucking like the Wu-Tang, bro? But, like, like my favorite solo Wu-Tang record is some is one that a lot of people don't put in their number one. A lot of people say the Purple Tape, you know? Supreme Clientele is the best one. Thank you. We agree. Yeah. Ghostface, Supreme Clientele. 100%. My fucking favorite. People are like, really? Like, yeah. Liquid Swords and, and, and Supreme Clientele. It goes Supreme Clientele, Supreme Clientele, Liquid Swords. Cuban Link. Maybe Cuban Link, but I might put Iron Man above it. I'm not a usual tag guy. Oh, uh, it's fucking... My little brother was a big... It, it, I don't know. I don't live with him anymore. When we were younger and we lived in the same house, he was a huge tag guy. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he still listens to him. But then again, you know, it's like there's a lot of the, a lot of records that you can't sneeze at, like Low End Theory. Like, you can't fuck with that record. See, now, what I don't like, and I'm not cur- current uh, company excluded, a lot of times I don't like a band or a group because I don't like their fans. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Wu-Tang can get like that with me sometimes. People that love Wu-Tang so much that I'm like, I, I don't like this fucking guy. It's just, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. like the band Tool. Van Tool. I hate that fucking band. Do you hate the band, though? If you listen to the song, it's not that bad. It's just yeah. that fucking cock-sucking fans and you yeah, hate them. Yeah, Perfect Circle, Tool. Fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm yeah. not a fan. I, I mean, Sublime fans. Yeah. Stop I, it. I don't know. Stop it. I, only, I you know, I know also from tattooing, like, if somebody's really into a band, like, they'll have a lot of fucking tattoos from the, you know, they'll get, like, band tattoos. Like, I have people that have... Almost, I have a bunch of fucking logos, bro. I just have a Beastie Boys tattoo. That's it. Yeah. Really the band tattoo. But, uh, I haven't come across that many. I, one girl I used to tattoo got a bunch of sublime tattoos, but she was cool. I can't think of any... I've done that Sublime Sun a few times. Yeah. I don't really know if I hate 
Those How many cool. biohazard tattoos have you tattooed? Mm, I started tattooing, you know, I, I started tattooing uh, 17 or 18 years ago, whatever it is. After their heyday, after the everyone was getting it. was kind of done at that point. Yeah. I have it, of course. Are you from Brooklyn? Yeah. And mine's upside down and, like, not even even. Jonathan Shaw did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I people sleep on Biohazard. I think the first record is better than Urban Discipline. I think. I think the first record, the first Biohazard record, is, is crazy. I saw Biohazard Lamores. Me too. With Life of Agony. Me too. Million times. Many moons ago. Yep. And I think maybe Typo Negative. Yeah. The other act. Yeah. And it was insane. Yeah. That was, first fucking record is, it's it's my favorite. That's up there with like top ten hardcore records. I, I I don't think that Biohazard is a hardcore band. They're a crossover band. You know, like I like like Leeway is one of my favorite bands, but I don't that's the band that started me off. On don't consider show. them really a straight up hardcore band. No, they're not. And all four of their records are completely different. They're I think their music video for their new song dropped today. I was so yeah. I'm your pusher. I haven't looked at it yet. I haven't seen it yet too, but I saw Eddie posting it. I am your pusher. Have you had him on the podcast? Yeah, he was on like episode like seven or something like that. Cool yeah, cat. yeah. Yeah, Leeway, again, lovely way. Probably not a hardcore, but that's probably why immediately... They're a crossover band. Chromax didn't come into my right. list immediately. Well, this is what... This, I mean, I've said this several times. I mean, there's two different ways that, that most people come into hardcore. Do you have the metal way and the punk rock way? I came in the metal way. I was a metalhead. So it kind of made sense for me to listen to the early Metallicas and the Testaments and Violence and Exodus and stuff. And then next thing you know, I go to Lemos to see Suicidal Tendencies and Leeway plays. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? The, the, here's a band that sounds almost metal, but there's no gimmicks going on. There's Skinny Eddie and there's fucking AJ Novella with a Yankee hat on and like jeans and a cutoff jeans in 1990. Right, so right, it's right. like, all right, all right, you have, you have Pokey who has long hair and you had at the time Jimmy, you know, Jimmy was playing bass. Right? Two long hair guys and Michael Gibbons was still there. All right, you have three long hair guys, but what's up with this AJ and the singer? It's very different than right. watching fucking Megadeth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that kind of made me, what the fuck is going on here? And then, and then, and then the next thing I bought was Liberty and Justice, which is a very crossover, very metal record. Sure. But then I went from that, and then I went backwards to Victim in Pain, and then I started look, looking at Thank You Notes, and next thing you know, there's the Murphy's Law, which this isn't really hardcore, but it is hardcore, but it's just a fun, different kind of hardcore. And that you know what I'm saying, so right, right, right. and then you get all involved and you get. I think Leeway up. was was early on for me too. Leeway was an early band for me. That was the that was the band that that. But I, I see. I come my from eyes. A tra- I come from the place where you don't think anybody comes from. Is I come I strictly listen to hip hop, right? From my whole youth, right? And I didn't get into hardcore until I was older. I didn't get into hardcore. Well, hip hop was always there for me too. I mean, I remember like those couple of years when I lived in Rockaway. Like I remember. Hearing Run DMC, and I remember early Beastie Boys. I mean, of course, like the first thing I heard from them was like, "No, it was fucking fight for your right." Or whatever. Right, right, right. You know, so I remember that shit, and then so that was always. And then I remember the early Public Enemies because that was all that time. That's mid early, you know. That's like mid eighties, going into the late eighties. Sure. So I was like fucking ten, twelve. You know, nineteen eighty five. I'm ten years old. Mm-hmm. You know, so I so I grew up with that influence too, but then it was like my 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 sister 
around the house, there was all that hair metal shit that was going yeah. on in the house. So it went from like, okay, there's Mad Motley Crew and Twisted Sister happening, and then Guns N' Roses, and then, you know, and then it just evolves from there into heavy shit, because I don't want to, I don't give a fuck about this dude with the frosted hair. I don't give a shit about this guy in the fucking lipstick and the spandex. Sure. You know, so it's like, all right, so then there's the Guns N' Roses, and then hold on, these guys look like a bunch of dirty bastards, and it turns out to be like Obituary's first record, you know, so then that's, and that's, then it progressed. And then See, I've never, it. ever listened to metal. I despise metal, actually. Some metal, I mean... I, I can deal with the crossover stuff, but I, I, I came in from hip-hop and, like... Some metal stuff I I'm I trying dig. to figure out, I was just trying to look up on my phone, I'm trying to figure out when Desperate Measures came out. 92 it dropped, it was recorded in 90, it dropped in 92 after all kinds of label shit. Because I remember, I remember listening to, to mostly hip-hop, and then I, I, I somebody just turned me on to the Bad Braids. Turbo to the Bad Brains, and I, 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 that was kind of like a a changing thing. But I think that um, somebody also giving me desperate measures around that same time. I thought that was like ninety or ninety one, but I could be wrong. I'm getting confused. But it could I, be ninety one. I, I think it dropped the legit in ninety two. But I remember like it had like, a hip hop vibe, like Kingpin. It was like kick it, kick yeah. it like that. Yeah, you know what Kingpin, I mean? it was like, and they did they did that thing two minute warning. Yeah, so that like, and he's like, like rapping in that. Yeah, it kind of gave me that. What you know, it was a hip hop vibe, right? And then uh, obviously, I mean, I was in rap metal bands when I was young, which is you know a part of my life. Now. What was the name of one of the bands? You have to say it. Uh, I was in a whole shit ton of. Uh, what was the worst metal cringy, cringe-inducing douchebag name? Mm, I don't know if there's got to be one that's terrible. I don't know if we were in any douchey ones. There's got to be one that's just a terrible name. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm trying to... The first band I was ever really in was called Wad. Yeah, come on. <laughs> but that was... It was... Uh, I was young then. I was probably 16. It's still for We're Always Drunk. We're what is al- it? We're Always Drunk. We're so Always w-a-d Drunk. W-A-D. Okay. Was the, the yeah, first come on. That's just That's silly. pretty cringy. It's silly. But that wasn't rap metal. Uh, but yeah, that... <laughs> rap metal got out of hand, obviously. Oh, yeah. It got terrible. But... Minus Early Rage on. Against the Machine. You like that band? Rage Against the Machine, the first record, is brilliant. Their first record is brilliant. Most of their second record is fucking brilliant. Mm. And there's about a half a dozen songs on Battle for Los Angeles. It's fucking brilliant. The first record is the only one that did it for me. That's one of my favorite records ever. You can take out fucking Killing in the Name of it because it's just been fucking drilled and just overdone so much. But that record is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, whatever happened. But, but I know that the, some of the dudes are in like this public enemy or profits or rage. Profits or rage. Yeah, it's, well, it's it's rage. I didn't, I didn't really love that. I heard some of the songs. Like, yeah, unfuck the world or something like that. Yeah, it's like it's like all right. It wasn't it wasn't quite for me. But whatever happened to the dude Zach? Don't know. Is he like a mystery? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. I wonder. Somebody was talking. That's Cypress Hill. Not for me. How I could just kill a man? Another uh... first two records, fucking brilliant. Black Sunday is an incredible fucking record. How I could just kill a man when it first came out? That particular song. I was in Adams. I remember. I remember driving yeah. around in John Adams, driving around with some fucking kid. I'm gonna say that how I could just kill a man and throw your guns in the air both came out about the same time. Yeah, and it were both like that. Uh, both kind of like anthems. 
Oh, that fucking House of Pain. House of Pain's first record, I love that. Fuck, man. Even the second record rules. Second record was cool. House of Pain was cool. Yeah. I liked House of Pain a lot. I mean, I think there's a problem with, uh, I think that the problem with House of Pain eventually was that Jump Around just became... Their cherry pie from Warrant. Yeah, it just became like a sports anthem, and yeah, and you know, it's just like it, it became that song became cringy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, you take away that song, and there's some fucking great House of Pain. Shit. Yes, you take away that song, and it, I mean, listen, I'm sure they love that they have that song, right? Because that song is 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 probably still making the money. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm sure that they love that, but for me, that became a little cringy. Like once my mom knows what a song is. Yeah, you know, what yeah. I mean? it's just like I'm, uh, I'm out, uh, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's just very, very. But I mean, even Everlast, uh, his solo stuff. I, I mean, a lot of that's like cool. It. I like, I like a lot of it. That Whitey Ford sings the blues record's a great record. It's a good record. Yeah. yeah, there's like some legit hip hop stuff in there. Sure. And then there's that the, the acoustic singy type stuff, which is also great. I mean, I, I thought like the. Uh, I thought he was a legit, like, tough rapper. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that people kind of put him in the jump around, you know, yeah. thing. But, yeah, I mean, he, he, he went on Eminem and he did all right. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean? Nobody beats that guy in battles, but I yeah. realized it pretty good. He did. Yeah. I mean, I, I not, not one of my top favorites of all time, but that was a pain. Is. Yeah, they're a staple. I, 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 again, Cypress Hill, not... I know some people that still go crazy for soccer, so not my. I mean, that guy's, from what I understand, is though making tons of like, tons real? of money off weed. Be re- yeah, he was just on Rogan. He had all sorts of weed products. Yeah, he was just on Rogan. He's fucking be real. He even says it. He's like, you know, we thought we were like activists, like way back in the day. We were just stoners who would just whatever, and then like he became like this fucking. He's like ahead of his time. That fucking dude. I respect Be Real, man. He's I mean, fuck- weed is, it, it, it's it's going to be a fucking, I mean, it's already an underground huge business, but yeah. it's becoming a mainstream business. But, I mean, I think in 20 years, it's going to be, he's oh. going to be on the forefront yeah. of somebody that was in a multi, multi-billion, billion, billion, trillion dollar industry. Sure. And he's right at the. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah. Like, there's all little products that he sells. Yeah. You know, that aren't weed, but they're weed accessories. Yeah. Crazy. Guy's going to be a billionaire. Absolutely. If he's not already. Yeah. I can't smoke that shit. I smoke that shit, I get all fucking retarded. I can't. Well, you can't. If you're in if you're in a recovery mode. Yeah, but not even that. Like, I, don't, I remember when I started smoking again after smoking for after like, after like six years of not smoking. I smoked. I'm laying there. I'm like, why did I fucking do that? I, start, I, I stopped smoking when I was 23 or 24 years old. And yeah. I smoked one time when I was 30. Yeah, you were and then, it was bad. And then about a month ago, I started smoking weed all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. I started smoking. But just, I literally smoke weed the minute before I go to sleep. I've actually stopped smoking weed. And I started now taking the drops. I got some drops. Uh-huh. And I, I, but I, literally the minute before I'm going to sleep. I just use it as a sleep aid. Okay. I, I wouldn't be able, like, uh, I know tattooers that smoke all day and tattoo all day, like, it puts me out. Yeah. But it's really, literally using it as a sleep aid and nothing else. 
And I love that. Well, if that helps you like that, but uh, standing on the corner with 40s and blunts are long over. Oh, those days are over. <laughs> days are definitely over. Yeah. Well, good shit, man. Yeah. This was this was a fun thing to do. Yeah. What did we go to, like midnight? Oh, we got past midnight. Yeah, we're, we're going an hour and 42 and change. That's cool. Yeah. What, what are your episodes usually run? Anything less than one hour, I usually put it as a bonus mini episode. An hour and above. Hour and five, hour and ten, two hours, two and a half hours. I don't give a fuck. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no map. It's like whatever happens, happens. I, I got away without saying anything offensive. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I was probably the one saying retard every other word and all that shit, but whatever. Yeah. You know what? Listen, I'm 43 from Brooklyn. I'm, I'm, so I'm sorry. I'm, that's the way we, I get, we get a grandpa card on some sort of stuff. We do. And I've said it before. It's like I never called a disabled person a retard ever in my life. My friends are all retards. I'm a fucking retard. It's just an expression. That's one of those words that, that's... I get it. I get why people get offended. Well, I get it. I get it, but... But it's I not a personal I, malicious thing that I'm saying. I personally, you know, I don't use, I don't use it. Personally, but right. I don't. I I get why people get offended by it, but it's uh, it's a little bit. Um, people go a little crazy. Well, yeah. You know, with with certain words. Yeah, they're just words. They're I mean, just words. Carlin said it the best, right? Yeah, they're just words. They're just even, words. even Rogan says it. They say, he said something to the effect like, "They're just, you know, it's it's crazy how somebody will get like they'll they'll they'll." interpret and analyze and make these weird noises that's coming out of someone's head that we know now as language and interpret and they'll they they'll, they it's just like they're just weird noises that come out of our fucking faces it, 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 i'm completely butchering it but the way he said it, it's like you know what at the end of the day they're just fucking words yeah uh, and con- and context and intent. Are intent. Adult. Intent is the main. That's what I was just about to say. Intent right. is the main thing. Right. If somebody uses a, 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 you know, a slur that's normally directed at, like, say, gay people or something like right. that, right? And they're not directing it at a gay person, right? Uh, I don't. I could see why gay people would be offended, but a guy, you know, just. A, a guy that's has nothing to do with it, right? But it's like if I'm being call- on this call-out culture, right? Is a, is a, you know, like oh, you shouldn't say that. Like, right. let him say that to somebody you shouldn't say it to, right? And let that person smack him in the mouth, right? That ain't it's, my it's like, like, place, right? Now, now you know like, what I mean, yeah, like, like, let's just say somebody is doing like a friend of mine, and I'll say it, like, like if a friend of mine is doing something ridiculous or whatever, or and I'll be, and I say it often, but and and he's not a homosexual, but I'll be like, yo, man, stop being like a half a fag, right? Now, he's not offended by me saying that because he gets where I'm coming from, and yeah. I'm not I'm not calling him gay like he likes men. It's just an expression. So it's like somebody would be like, "Oh, you shouldn't say that to him." Well, well, first of all, it's not your business. That's number one because I'm not talking to you. And number two, he's a friend of mine. and He gets where I'm coming from. So, uh, so stop. Right. Like if you're saying like like again, not another term that I used as a kid uh, that I don't use. Tend not to use anymore, but if you're saying it to your buddy, you know the intent of of you know is obviously not there. If mm-hmm. you're some, you know, 
super conservative Christian guy standing outside of, you know, the gay men's health uh, clinic or something like that and saying, we should kill all the fags. That's this is obviously, obviously different. a different intent. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, right. that guy fucking sucks. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what I'm saying when it comes right. to intent. Of course. You know what I mean? And that's a completely different, different ball game. Obviously. Now people need to learn how to separate shit. Right. And, and if he does want to say, hey, that dude's a fag or something like that, to one of his friends, and it, one of his friends wants to clean his cloth because of it. They have at it. They have at it. That's right. your, but I'm not going to sit there and call out people. Right. You know what I mean? And people have said stuff on my podcast, and I'm like, you know, after we've done recording, I'm like, yo, I, I made a mental note. You did say this. Right. You want me to cut it out? Because right. you may have people come out and say, like, uh, you know, I was right. like, I don't care that you said it. Right. You know what I mean? I wasn't offended by it, but, right. you know, so... So when I did say that we, I got away without saying anything offensive, then we just got kind of offensive. Right. <laughs> but it's all just noises coming out of our faces, yeah. so everybody just relax. Yeah, no. At the end I'm of the day, relax. Relax. <clears throat> Take care yeah. of yourself. If, 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 if words are said without hate behind them. Right. That's the whole thing. You know. Take like anything I say, it's not malicious. Everybody has a little bit of Archie Bunker to them. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and you know, sometimes that stuff could be... The comics are going through that right now. Right. Where they can't even go play at, at colleges and stuff because stuff they're saying is uh-huh. getting... You know, they're saying they're this, they're that, and the other thing. It's ridiculous. If they're not saying it with hateful intent. No, it's an but act. But, again, I'm not, the, I, I'm not the word police, and I'm also not the why you should be offended or not be offended exactly. by some police. Neutral ground. Yeah, I'm chilling. Me too. I'm happy all the time. I'm the happiest fat dude you ever met. See? I'm the happiest kind of kind of in shape, but not really too much guy. Yeah, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I'm all right. I started going back to the gym. But that's another podcast. All right. Well, yeah. You ought to tell everybody where they can find Caught in a Trap, or just, fuck, just, just, just Google it and go on Instagram. All right, you can go caught, find Caught in a Trap on Instagram. If you want to get tattooed by me, if you like there you go. goofy-looking eagles, you can find me on Instagram at... Uh, at Rich Fides, at R-I-C-H-F-I-E. Yep. And my podcast uh, is yep. called Neighborhood Knucklehead. Neighbor- and, and you, you have can it on- find that Instagram at Neighborhood Knucklehead. Yep. And you can have it up on iTunes. It's on iTunes and Spotify. I didn't really go. You got to teach me something about getting on all these other sites. I'm only on those two. I, I upload to SoundCloud, and from there it goes everywhere, except for Spotify. Oh, okay. I pay for the, the premium thing for SoundCloud. Because because it was before Spotify was allowing podcasts. Okay, the one I do the one I do automatically goes to Spotify and iTunes, and that's it. Where do you upload it to? Something called oh man, I gotta remember like Blueberry or some shit. Yeah, it's a specific site. I can't remember what it's called. And then from there, it goes everywhere. No, it just goes those two. Yeah, see, John Lamacchia, the guitar player for Candiria, he set it all up. So I I upload a file to SoundCloud. I put it public. Sometimes it's weird. It'll take like sometimes like five minutes or whatever to show up on iTunes or whatever. But it's everywhere except for Spotify. Automatically, it's everywhere. Podcast apps. You go to your Google Play Store. You just type in like Google Podcasts. You search the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. It's there. You go to Castbox, Overcast, Podcast Addict, Podbean. There's a million things. It's just automatically it's there. Some weird fucking algorithm. It's fucking alien spaceship. I don't know. 
Yeah, I don't really get how it works either. Me neither. It's just it's up there, and all I ask is if you go to, to Instagram at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, you just hit the link right there in the bio, and it's going to open up a new page called Linktree, and there's like five different things that you can tap. It's one's iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, I think, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook group. Everything is right there, so you don't have to go all over the place. There nice and easy. And with that, I'm going to quote Andrew Dice Clay, like I always do when I end. We're over here now. I remember calling out on the block. I ran away from the cops. 40 hours in a black paper bag. Did that much, but we love what we had. Yeah, now it's this city in Times Square. And it's just this everywhere. In a city, it's still by itself. It's not just like everywhere else. New York, I miss the way you used to be Now it's just a travesty See what you become New York that I remember well Yeah, someone called hell But it's the place I'll always love So now it's streets that all look the same Father Pops has a place by the chains In a city that's still by itself I feel like I'm anywhere else What happened to the streets? The cracks hang about City and star, a city and cloud King on the hill, the top of the heat The night to the city, that never sleeps New York, I miss the way you used to be Now it's just my travesty, see what you become New York, and I remember well Yes, someone could help, but it's a place I'll always love